In today's podcast episode, I'm actually bringing back an older episode and this is one of our most downloaded episodes and it's always fun to look at our data of all the episodes over the last couple years and see the trends and the themes and what you all are really loving and I think it's important to really bring back some of these fundamentals and the principles some of these episodes are truly just timeless or most of them my intent is to make most of them timeless with also you know just in time strategies and tactics here and there but when I was thinking about the context for this episode when we're thinking about educational content where I find a lot of women are spending most of their time and I still stand so firm on this idea that educational content isn't actually going to move the needle in the way that you want it to. Now, educational content is important to your overall content marketing strategy. However, there is a better way to do it. And also, when you're focusing too much on educating your audience, you're missing the mark. And so in this episode, you're going to learn about why educational content isn't going to quite move the needle in the way that you want it to, but also really the bigger elements at play when you think about building know, like, and trust with your audience and how to convert your followers into paying clients. So I'm really excited to bring back this episode. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to Captivate and Close. I'm Kinsey Mackis, business consultant and marketing strategist, and I'm going to show you how to attract and enroll high-paying clients using my breakthrough online marketing strategies, all without having to rely on complicated funnels, disingenuous clickbait, or spammy sales tactics. These are the messaging, marketing, and selling secrets that virtually no one is talking about. So let's dive in. Hey, yo, welcome back to another episode of Captivating Clothes. So good to be here with you this morning. I have kind of a quick funny story. This whole time, I, you know, I've had this Yeti mic for that I'm using right now for probably, oh my gosh, over five years because I had the idea of starting a podcast before I ever even launched my business. And of course, what's the first thing you do, right? You buy the fancy equipment and then, you know, it goes in your closet because all the fear, the doubt, the insecurity, you know, you know what I mean? And so, but recently my, I've noticed it's been kind of like kicking in and out, But I figured it was at least working when I thought it was working. And I think that I've been recording episodes recently through my normal Mac system and not my actual Yeti, even though I have my Yeti here hanging on an arm, you know, and I'm speaking into it. But I had this realization that it hasn't even been working. Anyway, so all that to say, that's sort of funny. I need to buy a new mic. But coming in hot with you this morning um, or whatever time it may be on your end at the time of this recording. Uh, it is, uh, coffee hour. It's nine, nine 30. We're just getting started for the day. Um, which is so fun. You guys, I am having so much fun this summer. Can I just say that? I really felt prepared to walk into a summer for the first time where it was like, I knew that there wouldn't be a lot of time that it would work, that it would mean more disruptions um, that I, I wasn't really putting pressure on myself to do anything big or new or anything like that. And when we had 
you know, conversations with the team. That was huge. And, um, I do realize where still can you, you think you have that recognition and awareness, but then you still have sort of these like unrealistic expectations. And so, yes, it's sort of a reminder of like, oh yeah, this is what it's like in the summer. It's literally crazy. You have interruptions, no matter what the rules are. Um, your kids just want more of your attention, obviously, there's lots of running around and just, it's just fun. And I remember one thing I did forget about that came to me quickly was I don't really have a desire to work a lot. And if you know me, one of the things that's ingrained within me is like work ethic. And so while I don't want to work a lot of hours, you know, I love what I do so much. Sometimes you have to like pry me away, but that kind of fades away in the summer. And I do desire to just play and experience that freedom. And so, you know, the theme recently has been summertime and recognizing the season and what it means to you and developing the systems and the processes around it because summer is like the best time of year. And it has just been, um, so fun. So I think all that to say, I desire for that. I desire that for you as well. And I hope that you are enjoying your summertime. Now let's get into today's topic. I want to talk about educational content. This seems to be a hot topic lately. You know, anytime I come with these podcast episode topics, it's usually something that has been stirring in our client community, right? The questions are coming up more frequently or we teach on it a little bit more in depth, but I have a big opinion on educational content. I imagine it's probably come in and out of past episodes, but what? let's talk about that for a minute because I believe that educational content can actually be a detriment to your marketing and prevent people from hiring you. So if we take it back a couple steps, what is educational content? Educational content, I think in its most traditional form, is teaching somebody how to do something. So an example of this in your world, right, in our world, would be if you're a health coach and you focus on strength training, right? You're teaching people how to lift a weight. You're teaching people how to build muscle. You're teaching people how to build build their, their glutes, <laughs> strengthen their glutes, right? You're teaching them how to eat so that they can lean out. Um, another example of this would be if you're a life coach who helps people transition during midlife. You're teaching them how to create a plan for transition. You're teaching them how to discover what they love again. You're teaching them how to schedule out their day so that they don't feel bored or they don't get lost in the boredom. Um, Another example could be if you are a parent coach and you work with parents of ADHD or kiddos with ADHD and you teach them how to set up the routine. You teach them how to leverage tools to optimize their kids' behavior, et cetera, et cetera. So this would be, in its purest form, those would be examples of educational content in the way that you are probably being taught it today, or at least seeing it today. An example of how I'm consuming educational content right now is literally I'm, I'm starting to dabble on TikTok a little bit, which is 
mind blowing to me, you guys. And this is why I'm such a big believer on, you know, one platform, one offer, one message for as long as you can. That's, that's how I drove my business to a hundred K and beyond was on one platform because it does just require such a new learning curve, no matter what platform it is, right? They're different algorithms. It's a different type of audience experience. It requires different types of content. And it's a very humbling experience to learn a platform all the way over again. But all that being said, in this journey of learning TikTok, I'm going to things like YouTube and even Instagram and and TikTok and watching people that are TikTok experts literally show me how to do the thing, right? How to look at a trending audio, what types of content to create that people like over there, how to batch TikToks. And it's so fascinating because I had this realization like of all these incredible people that are are giving so much value in this educational content. But the truth is, you guys, I will never go hire these people for my business. I will never hire them to run my TikTok account. I will never hire them to get clients from me off TikTok, right? They're serving a really great purpose, which is teaching me how to do something, but that is it. And this is why I'm a firm believer that if you do educational content in this way, again, it's preventing people from hiring you. And I hear so often, well, I'm just going to give so much value that they'll want to hire me. And while this can work in your favor, here's what I want you to consider, okay? If you break it down into why, what, how, this gives you really good layers to operate in. Okay, the, if you take a concept here, okay, maybe it's losing 10 pounds after baby. Okay, so it's like postpartum weight loss and losing that 10, that last 10 pounds after baby. Okay, the why is, why is this important? Why is it important to lose that last 10 pounds? Why do you want to lose that last 10 pounds, right? Why is it important to you? Why are you not losing those 10 pounds, right? The what is, okay, in order to lose these 10 pounds, these are the things that we need to have dialed in, right? It's like your exercise routine, the specialized diet plan, and then obviously just your overall well-being. Again, I'm just kind of making this up, but that is sort of the what layer, right? The what is like the overall blueprint, The how is when we start getting into the weeds of that. Okay, what does that specific exercise plan look like? What does that specific diet plan look like? What does that specific well-being piece look like? And so when you think about why, what, and how, if you're always going to the how, we're never opening loops for our offer. But most importantly, right, we're not creating any demand for how we can we can truly help them if they're getting everything they need from us already. So while I don't want you to get stuck here and like, well, I don't, I don't want you to overanalyze the value that you bring in your content ever, ever, ever. I would rather have you just create from your flow and show up in your brilliance. But the truth is you can truly accelerate the path of getting more clients and growing your business faster if you focus on staying in the the hierarchy of showing people how to think differently and how how showing them what how to feel differently which then leads into what to do differently okay because the greatest impact you can have right is going to be when that shift to hap- that shift happens in somebody 
Like, oh, I had never thought about it like that. Oh, gosh, just reading that makes me feel something, right? Initiating that state change. But here's the other thing to consider outside of just the layers of why, what, how is the industry anymore, you guys. It's a different landscape. And so I think it worked for a while to just give so much value that that's the person, right, that you're going to end up going back to and hiring. But anymore, you guys, the info product is over or the info space, info space, meaning, right, coaching, consulting, even services within online, people selling something online. This space is so saturated. It's so saturated. And so if you think about the decisions, if I think about even how I make decisions on who I'm going to hire as my coaches, my consultants, my mentors, it's not going to be the person that gave me the most value. It's not going to be somebody that taught me the tactics behind TikTok or like content creation or whatever. It's going to be the person that initiated that state change that had me thinking higher level and also building that trust and authority. I want somebody to show me that they are the they are the expert and that they have the solution to my problem, which is the most important thing, right? If we're always creating how-to content, we're never showing people like, hey, you have this, I know you have this problem and I have the solution. And so in this sort of new age, if you will, you have to work harder to gain that attention, not just gain the attention, but hold the attention and then convert the attention. And so I really just want to allow you to think differently about just like showing people how to do something. And to be honest, you guys, that's not going to have the biggest impact, right? It goes back to how can you make people like not make, but how can you allow for those opportunities for people to think differently about themselves, about their scenarios, about their situations, right? About the solution you provide. How can you get them to feel something differently? And an educational piece in this instance It's, yes, you can teach them how to do something, but asking yourself, what loop is this opening, right? So if you think about this specific episode, what I'm talking about is why educational content might not be working for you, right? And I'm giving you the why and the what, but I'm not telling you specifically how to create an educational, uh, uh, an educational piece of content, right? In, in, in the formula that we teach our clients inside of 10K. But even if I did, Even if I did, I wouldn't feel bad about it. I have so like this, I don't want you guys to feel like, oh, if I give away, you know, if I give away my whole, (laughs) my whole formula, what do people have to buy me for? But the point is, right, that's not where you're going to have the greatest impact. I created impact and curiosity in this episode by teaching you the mistakes you might be making in educational content and how you can shift to think about it differently, right? And of course, coming into 10K, we teach you how to do it specifically. So it does create that demand and desire for your your offer. And obviously we have the overall content strategy for you there, the plug and play. But that's a really perfect example of just kind of like staying in the why and the what, right? I'm really teaching you why educational content might not be working for you, right? I'm teaching you what it is, what it used to be, what it looks like now, And so how does this apply to you and your business? I don't want you to focus on, well, this will get this most engagement or this will, I'm just going to give so much value. People are going to love me and the engagement will be there. And then they'll, right? And then they'll hire me. Well, maybe not. And if you think about the example I gave you in my personal experience, that's not the case. So 
just really cautioning you to to think differently about quote unquote teaching people how to do something. Okay. Going back to how they're thinking about something, how they're feeling about something and how they're behaving about something, but then shifting. How do we, how do we get them to think, feel and do differently just by giving them new perspective and opening the loop for, Hey, we have the solution to your problem. It could even be inserting more language around that. Okay. So don't lose sight of the fact that marketing is the promotion of goods and services. Okay. It is not to just do a Gary Vee up in here and post a bunch of content. We love Gary Vee, but we are not Gary Vee, right? And I think we can really shortcut that pathway of like, yeah, of course your content is going to be so high value, but it can also right? You can be valuable and also create the desire for your offer. Do not lose sight that your mar- all roads lead to you and your offer, okay? So I hope this was helpful for you and I hope you guys are having such a great week. Chat with you next time. Hey, you. Thank you so much for listening. It's an honor to be able to pour into the hearts and minds of like-minded entrepreneurs all over the world. But my most favorite part is being able to connect with you in real life. If you loved what you heard here, head over to the community where thousands of female CEOs, just like you, are changing the world one human at a time. We go deeper into the topics we discuss here and give away tangible roadmaps to help you crush your revenue goals. To join this high caliber free community, head over to kinseymackis.com forward slash community. See you there.